Welcome to Series 2, Episode 9. Series 2, Episode 9, Phil and Martin. Phil and Martin are here again. I'm really sorry about that. Uh, it's me, oh. Phil and Martin. So, you know. Rude. Well, you know, that's me all over, <laughs> Phil, isn't it? I was more apologising about me than you, to be honest with you. I think people probably, fe- I think people probably prefer I it if I left the show and just left it to you and Martin, <laughs> to be quite frank. No. <laughs> We're not presenting it. <laughs> yeah. It's no good out without Mr. Personality. Well, uh, yeah, I know, and Andy's left. So, you know. Uh... <laughs> hey, but, I tell you what, lads, what a show we've got coming up tonight. We've got a little bit of a special one, haven't we? It's a stonker. It, it, it is a stonker, Martin. Yeah. That's the word to use. It is a stonker. And do you know why? Go on, ask me why. Oh, sorry. Why? Thank you. Well prompted and uh, well responded to. Uh, it's because we've got uh, an international superstar on the show tonight. It's not Gary Newman. No, because we've gone off Gary ah. after everything. Yeah, I know. We don't talk to Gary anymore. We've got somebody else extra special coming on later on. We've got, a, we've got an interview later on in the show with an international superstar. I'm, I'm going to leave it there. Wait and see who it is. You will not believe who we've got on the show tonight. It is phenomenal. Martin, you've done an amazing job lining this up. So thank you very much indeed for doing that. It, it is amazing. I'm amazed I, we've actually done this. I can't believe he actually said yes. I know. Me <laughs> oh, neither. That's, well, that's a he. Oh, dear. Well, so there we go. Let's give it half a bit away. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. so, and, uh, and we're not even making it up. We've actually got a real, <laughs> we've actually got a real guest we, on for once. We have. Yeah. I've got to tell you it isn't. It's not James Brown. No. It's not pink. No. And it's unknown members of blue. No. No. And it's or not simply red. No, or Dennis Healy. No, none of those. None of those. Not, not but, a politician at all. No. So we're going to leave we'll save that little surprise for about halfway through the show, and it's going to be very, very exciting. I know you're going to enjoy it. But we have got some amazing, as always, music lined up tonight, haven't we? We've got some international superstars we've got some beautiful um, synthesis music coming up here so we've got modular synthesis music coming up we've got some real good proper deep bass dance techno dream oh, we've got everything we've got absolutely everything haven't we is there anything we're missing i don't think there is is it no it's got the lot a bit of ambient in there as well there's a bit of ambient mm-hmm. sound mm-hmm. there is and i need to calm down slightly i've got slightly overexcited about our special guest i'm sorry about that i will try and um, reduce down my excitement levels and enthusiasm levels. i think i think you need a rest I think I probably do. Best place to have a rest, Martin, is by listening to an amazing piece of music. So what have we got coming up first? Uh, well, first up, we've got the track called Doors by Looping Star. We um, have. Looping Star is Kev Grosvenor. Yeah. And how I got to, I got to know him through, he, he's got his own show, which is it's great. I think we all should uh, cross-pollinate our shows in the, on the internet, etc. Yeah. Uh, so his, his show is... Um, uh, the Homebrew Electronica show. Right. Okay. Um, he's played some of my music on and also Martin Christie as well, I think. So that's, okay. how, I think that's how I got the connection. Well, isn't that good news? So this is an amazing piece of music. Um, so, Phil, uh, Martin, we're going to have a chat about this after we've listened to it, aren't we? Uh, so let's give everybody a treat and yeah. we'll shut up. We'll put the music on um, and I, we'll put some little clues in there. Why don't you cue this one up, Martin? Can you see what I've done there? We know what I've done. Nobody else does. Yeah. Very good. And look at that. Yeah, Martin's just overdone the uh, overdone the, um, the the clue now. That's it. It's really yeah. good for everybody. Once again, Martin, you've let yourself down. You've let everybody else. Yeah. Down. What he's got? <laughs> what he's got to do with the long bow? I'll never know. <laughs> Here it is. This is Looping Star. This is Doors.
my father imprisoned a friend of his in this room for three years. When he was released, he could never again bear to look at the sun, or even a daffodil. How cruel. Cruel? It was simply a test to prove how easily a man's mind can be controlled and twisted. My family have always been interested in such things. Somewhere in the human mind, my dear Francesca, is the key to our existence. My ancestors tried to to open the door that separates us from our creator. was looping star uh with doors that was what a great way to start the show tell you what i felt out of that and i hate to say the words bit of gary newman though there was a little bit of gary newman in there i felt anyway and that is the biggest compliment you can possibly have gary newman is actually you know although we've fallen out he's one of my biggest heroes ever Well, I thought I thought it's very Vince Clark. Uh, it could it could have come from um, you know the Vince Clark Martin Gore collaboration, mm. was it um, v, VCMG, um, yeah. that that sort of thing. So uh, yeah, so it's um, uh, nice nice Vincent Price samples. Uh, he popped in there as well. Yeah, I, I put a question mark. Yeah, was that, that, that Vincent Price? Yeah. Was it? It sounded like a hammer, didn't it? Hammer sort of thing. Yeah, it did. It did indeed. And you know what? All it was all done on an iPad as well. Yeah, I loved it. It's like got a bit of a classic electronic sound, great drums. And I was getting a bit of, you know, that uh, Gorillaz track, Stylo. 
Yeah. I was, I was getting a bit of that out of it. And some blackets of space by the Human League as well. If it yeah. was modernised mm. up with, mm. with, with, crisper, with crisper sounds. I thought yeah. it was a fabulous tune, yeah. Yeah, it was an awesome piece of music. It was. We're going to be quite snappy and everything tonight because we've got a big interview coming up. I don't know if I mentioned the big interview. I can't remember if I did or not. We've got a big interview coming up and we want to make sure we've got space to fit that into the show. So we're going to be quite snappy on the little bit of reviews that we're doing in between each though. So we're going to move on to the next song. It's friend of the show, mate. It's uh, it's Johnny Diamond. We've played a few bits of Johnny Diamonds before. I absolutely love this song. This is my favourite he's done so far that we've had on the show. I had to look it up because I can't, I can't say it very well, but it's very mixolydian. In its uh, style. What? Jumbotronic Ignora. <laughs> <laughs> you have. You have Jumbotroned it. Yeah. That's a, what, what, are, what, what on earth does that mean, Martin? Well, it's, it's, a, type of, it's a type of music that I think it's like using the pentatonic scale. No, it's, it's, no, I think it's more like a scale system uh, for, for using e, for Eastern style yeah. music. Right. Yeah. Have you just um, made that up? The, the fifth, not the words, but the, so, but uh, no, I could be here forever trying to explain what mixolydia means, but uh, I'm sure better musicians out there will understand what I'm talking about. Um, well, I tell you what, before yeah. we before we go and, and, and wax on too lyrical, why don't we play the song? We'll have a proper chat about this when yeah, we come out the other it, side. Yeah. Uh, it's always let's nice to have it. a quick listen first. This is Johnny Diamond. This is Eastern Groove.
I, do you know, I love everything Johnny Diamond does, but that, I've got to say, as I mentioned before, that's one of my favourites he's ever done. That was Johnny Diamond, Decent Groove. Um, so, t- Phil, how did you find that one? Well, going back on the old Mixolydian, uh, whatever it is, groove <laughs> thing that Martin was <laughs> educating us about before the song, this is why I've written down, has he been talking to Matt Garnett? Because he always has a bit oh, of an yeah. Eastern feel. He does. He sneaks into his tracks now and again. And I thought, oh, I wonder if Johnny's been a bit, you know, he's part of the community. If he's been a bit influenced there, I couldn't quite work out where the Eastern style was coming from. I couldn't work out whether it was there was a sample plopped in there. We couldn't work out that it was from there. Whether it was the synth, whether it was the rhythm sitting underneath it, or whether it was everything combined, kind of gave it that Eastern flavour. I just couldn't quite put my finger on it as I was listening to it. And he, he is singing in the background as well, isn't he? I'm sure he is. I can hear. It's not very high up in the mix, but right. there is there is definitely a vocal in there. So I imagine it's Johnny. It probably is. Yeah, probably is. But yeah, yeah. it was again a superb piece of music by Johnny. Again, we love everything he does. So yeah, send another one through, Johnny. We'll happy, happily play that again. Right. As I say, we've got to be a little bit snappy tonight. So we're going to move on to the next song. Um, we've yeah. got um, Marble Effect. Uh, and this is Sealed Units. This is just a superb piece of music, isn't it? I mean, no two ways about it. We'll describe it afterwards, but just a quick reaction before we jump into it. Very atonal. So if you're expecting melodies, don't. Yeah, it's a challenging one, but the more I listened to it, the more I really got into it. Yeah, it's um, you know, for the more fans of experimental electronica, they're going to love it. Yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent. Let's have a listen. Um, this is Marble Effect. This is Sealed Units.
It's not about money. It's truly about making the difference in the life of another human. Only human radio. Wow, that really was, I think an experience is probably the right way to describe that. That was Marble Effect sealed units. Was that, I'm guessing that was a modular piece, was it? I'm not sure, but um, just a bit of background behind it, yeah. because was, um, he's part of a, a consortium of, uh, of musicians in Cardiff, I believe. Right. Um, run by a guy called uh, Dan Haynes Cohen. Dan lives in uh, New Zealand, but he's originally oh. from Bangor. Right. Um, but he, then he moved to Cardiff and he set this music label up, uh, which is on Bandcamp, called Machine Records. Okay. So this, this is a uh, compilation. This is from a compilation CD, number four. Hopefully we're going to be uh, choosing a few more. Brilliant. Good stuff. Um, and it was almost like there was bits in that felt, almost felt like interference. It, you know what I mean? Well, I've put down harsh, glitchy, arrhythmic. There's some hip, there was some hip hoppy elements in there. There was a, like a hi hat yeah. with a trilly, trilly hi hat sound. Oh um, yeah, there was it's definitely there was, yeah. yeah in the experimental realm. What I said, um, you you got to think hard about listening to it if you're mentally fragile, <laughs> because. <laughs> <laughs> you've got you've got to have a good stable mind to take it all in yeah because I'd it's overwhelming stuff it's it's it great is. stuff though some of the sounds i thought some of these sounds i've, I've really never heard them before some of some of those it. some of those beats are tripping up on them so i i could imagine it in a like a sound art project mm -hmm. or yeah get like in a, yeah. a art gallery or possibly like altern alternative dance but was there was he using yeah. was, there was some samples in there were they found sounds samples in there it sounded like it sounded like little elements mm. of unusual bits and pieces that he kind of you know stumbled yeah, across are, and then put in yeah there. It, it does sound that way yeah. yeah yeah it was hard to put your yeah. finger on what lots of work and i also just wrote down mad beats there were some really <laughs> mad beats in there yeah, which were yeah. and again that was quite challenging for me listening to it sometimes thinking uh, it almost jarred at times and then just came back to me again and then it was like mm. almost like a um a psychedelic experience where everything just slightly goes slightly off kilter and then yeah. everything slots back in place yeah. again so, um, but yeah. it was a, a really interesting piece of music to listen to, and I enjoyed it because of that. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it could be it could be both the best piece of music or the worst piece of music you could listen to if you just split up with someone. <laughs> Go either way, and <laughs> how you felt. Yeah. <laughs> You're always one with a cheerful thought, Phil, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that um Next. yeah yeah all right i'll have a word with the wife later uh so yeah but that was marble effect uh sealed in it's absolutely superb stuff do we know um so i'm, I'm guessing Bandcamp best place to find more stuff from from marble effect is it uh, uh yeah well it's again i can find well I've, i haven't found him personally yet but uh yeah, yeah it's, it's it's on machine records dot bandcamp.com uh, okay, where, cool. you, where you where you find him so we're going to now jump into uh well this is this is dominic lightfoot life form we had dominic on a few weeks back um as our special guest uh, and dominic is just brilliant he's a proper i'm not saying other people are proper <coughs> musicians you know what i mean but he's he, he really understands the art of how to do this and he understands mastering and everything and you can hear that in the production of his songs the production is absolutely beautiful in there so we'll jump straight into this and then we'll come out and have a chat on the other side but this is mm -hmm. dominic lightfoot who play who plays as life form and this is chrysalis <laughs> Thank you. 
life form chrysalis again you, you know you could just hear the artistry inside that and the production values on that were just right up i mean you guys know about this because you know both the production values that both of you guys put into your music is is right up there as well so you know how difficult it is to get that <laughs> of course you do <laughs> phil uh, but you know how hard it is to get that 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 space around the sound in there and make sure things aren't clashing get everything at the right levels but also 
pitch them across left and right and all the nice little bits that he does. And when we were talking to Dominic as well, he does his own mastering and he was trying to explain to us how he does it. I really got a bit lost in that because it was just too confusing for me, <laughs> but it was very impressive. But again, you can hear all of that in, in the production of this piece of music. How did you find it, Phil? I actually started to make links with an, another track that we've got coming up later on because it's called Chrysalis. Yeah. And in it, I could detect some, once again, some like oriental yeah. type of feel Absolutely. going on. Um, like you said, he's, he's a master of the pads and the knowing how much reverb to use, creating space, yet filling that space with evolving sort of textures. Yeah. But I was thinking, because of the oriental thing and the title, if he was having a nod towards sericulture, which is the, um, the um, production of silk worms. Right. You see, so I wondered if, it, if it was Good a bit of a thing like that. So, and there's another track later on, as you'll hear, that's got a similar, got, got a title of that. We've had two five-star words tonight. So uh, what was that? Sericulture, was it, Phil? Sericulture, yeah. It's the, breed, it's the commercial breeding of silkworms. And it's, um, it's controversial. It's been going for thousands of years. It's a controversial, um, it's a controversial sort of process yeah. that some people say is very cruel to produce Sem- silk. And I first heard that word said in a track by uh, Human League called Human Being League. Boiled. Really? Yes. Well, you, go, yes. Now you said that's really cruel, Phil. I can't do my jokes, so I'm just going to have to move, no. <laughs> move on from that now. So I won't. I'll do it later. Be all right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, how did, you, how did you find it, Martin? Uh, well, I agree with Phil about the ori- yeah. Oriental vibe on the, on the mallet. They're sort of like a mallet instrument with uh, some very, yeah. very nice sort of uh, soft mallet sounds. Moby, yeah, comes to, comes to mind. That sort of uh, very chill Moby yeah. vibe. Thank you very much, Dominic, for Absolutely. sending that through. We look forward to playing some more of your stuff again. Um, it's time for an award-winning jingle. Well, it hasn't won an award yet. This obviously our previous ones have, and we've put those to the side now because that's you know we don't want to keep going on about the awards. It gets a bit embarrassing after a while. But this one will be uh, obviously submitting it for future awards um, because it is. Martin's monster, monster, monster. It's called Gancho, 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 Gancho. That's right. Martin's it is. Monster. It's Martin's monster. It is. It's Martin's monster film. Yeah. Sorry about right. that. That's, it's all right. It's all right. Is it? Is it a double flush? No, we won't do that. It's. Uh, but it is Martin's monster. So what have we got this week for Martin's monster? Well, Jules. Um, <laughs> this is disconnected by Peter Dougal or right. Dougal. Um, I met Peter about three years ago uh, in Birmingham, and he supported one, the one and only Wolfgang Fleur oh, um, uh, at, at uh, the Seventh Wave event, which is an electronic event. Um, yeah. Peter and Wolfgang are, 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 are friends, and he often supports him uh, at uh, events. I think he lives in Hebden Bridge, right. which is a very eclectic sort of uh, creative sort of uh, town. Mm. And hopefully we might get, a, get him to come on maybe do an interview in the future. That would be amazing. That really would. I tell you, well, let's have a listen. And then we'll come out the other side of this, have a quick chat about it. Uh, and then it might be time for um, I don't know, maybe a special interview. Well, let's wait and see. Uh, so, but first of all, it is, uh, this is Peter. I hope to pronounce this correctly. Peter have Dougal. You, have you, yeah, have you framed this one up? Well done, Martin. Well done. You're good at this. Nice. Very nice one. Yeah, I can, I can see what you've done there. Right. Anyway, so it's Peter Dougal. This is Disconnected.
wow, that was Peter Tuggle disconnected. Do you know what? Do you know what I wrote down for that? Nothing. I couldn't write anything down for it. I just enjoyed it so much that I, I genuinely was sitting there thinking, I don't know what I'm going to write about this, other than I just love it. Yes. I, yeah. I mean, at, at first I thought, hang on, that that beat at the beginning. So it's not, it's too low in the mix. But then mm. I realised when it comes in, that was purpose, you know, it was purpose built in there yeah. like that because yeah. then the beat really kicks in. He sent me a list of his equipment if you're interested. Uh, yes, absolutely. It's, so, well, yeah, Oberheim Matrix right. um, 6, Roland Juno 6, Korg Poly 6, oh, 6s, um, Korg MS-10, the Roland SE-02, um, some digital um, Waldorf Micro-Q, Casio CZ3000, and the Nord Lead 2, and a few plugins. So, uh, so he's, he's probably more on the line of... Um, uh, Matt with Sorcery and Robot, less yeah. m- not so modular, but more uh, hardware. Yeah, and I felt like, uh, like I was saying earlier, the kick was great once it made, once it made an appearance, and the main canon mm. of the song just took it. The main canon took it to another level. And then, but, oh, did uh, notice reading up yeah. on him? <laughs> what is that? You're, you're, wa- you're wasted in this program. <laughs> 147 beats per minute as well. And I'll tell you what, I read up that he was born in Answorth. So I'm just hoping he shunned all the Birmingham teams and became a Wolves fan. That's my final say on it. <laughs> See, everybody's oh, what? A Wolf, a Wolf Gangs fan. <laughs> have, you been on, have you been on the MDMA again, Phil? I have, yeah. <laughs> One of the hardest wearing work surfaces you can get. We, we've, got to, we've got to keep an eye on. We've got to referee, referee this guy. We really have. I've been on the marzipan. But anyway, but, it, but it, everybody's probably wondering, wondering what on earth we're rambling on about tonight as well. So we probably ought to give the secret away because it is coming up right now. So we've got our interview coming up. Um, very, very kindly, um, six times snooker world champion, uh, techno DJ and uh, modular synth enthusiast, Steve Davis. Uh, Yes, indeed. That was uh, that was my Uncle Albert look. Well, it's very good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very good indeed. Your, your beard's chopped off, but yeah. Hold on, <laughs> those, hold on. Those looks weren't because he's on the show. Those looks were what modular synthesis, <laughs> Davis. That's what those looks were for. But yeah, he's good. He, he is, is. He is. He is good. He's very handy indeed. So we did a lovely interview with Steve earlier on. So we're going to put that on now. And then at the back end of that interview, then we're going to play uh, one of Steve's songs, which is actually from the band that Steve's in, which is the Utopia Strong. And the song is called Brain Surgeons 3. So uh, again, thank you very much indeed to Steve for doing this for us. We duly, really do genuinely, genuinely uh, really appreciate it. It was a very, very generous thing of you to do. Uh, so here we go. Let's go into the interview. We'll listen to the song and then we'll see you on the other side. In for the yellow, screw back, green brow boo, pink and back. Yes, indeed. It's six times world snooker champion, uh, techno DJ, and also modular synth enthusiast and guru. It's only Steve Davis. Steve, how are you? Hey, Julie. Yes, thank you very much. I've I got to say, that sounded like a remix of Snooker Looper you came out with there. That was... That was that was as, as good a, or as an original version of it as I've heard for many a year. It's taken me three days of practice <laughs> to be able to get those balls in order. So it's I, not easy. I was, I was impressed. It's a long time since I've got those balls in order myself. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I don't think I'm getting any in order at the moment in my life. But um, yeah, are you yeah, still so, playing, Steve? Because yeah. you, you, you're playing. Do you play in the seat in the seniors? You're not playing at all now. No, I, I retired in 2016, right. um, competitive play, and uh, 
the only thing I've done with a queue is is um, do exhibitions and yeah. fun nights. But, but I, I decided to retire, not just from the main circuit, of which I was more or less falling off it anyway, but, yeah. but just from competi competition for the sake of the fact that if you're going to compete, you need to put the dedication and the practice in. And it was yeah. something that I felt I'd exhausted. So um, it coincided with another part of my life that's happened that wasn't a well, plan. Yeah. It just, it, that's just, that's honestly, that's just, it's total coincidence. I'd love to say it's a plan because it looks se seamless. But um, yeah, I, I, when, when I stopped playing, like yeah. most people in sport, you wonder, you know, what the future holds because especially the thrill of playing and competing yeah. is something that's, you know, you, you become a bit of an adrenaline junkie. Yeah, and for sure. If, if that goes and your your whole reason for your job of preparing for the, you know, it's part of it's even the preparation, you know, like again, yeah. practicing, building up for the matches. And then even if you lose, you you still got the practice and that's an exciting thing as well. Yeah. And the moment that goes, evaporates for a sports person, there is a danger that you sort of fall into what do you do, you know? Do you become a gardener? Yeah, what what does what replaces that? So even though it was late in my life compared to yeah. a lot of sports people that would have had to have retired, say a footballer or a cricketer or whatever, would have to retire in their 30s. And then yeah. they've got the big problem, then what do they do? For me, you know, sort of retiring basically nearly 60, um, that wasn't so much of a problem. But still, you know, what do you do if you stop? Yeah. But you, but it, 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 I mean, a lot of people would just think, well, I'll retire or I'll just go and I don't know, go and work in a bookshop or something like that. But you took such a step sideways. I mean, completely different track altogether. Totally. Track is probably I, the right word. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, th there there was a little bit of crossover, and as much yeah. as um, uh, I'd been doing a radio show for many years on a local community radio station, Phoenix FM, yeah. so it wasn't something that just happened after I retired. But it, it sort of took on a new lease of life. Uh, and it was, as I say, nothing to do with my you know, plan. Um, and it seemed like overnight from being a, doing a radio show, yeah. we all of a sudden were, were DJing. And that took it to another level of which incredible sort of like, like um, the fun of it, you know, apart yeah. from anything else. Um, and, you know, within the space of, uh, we, of three months, um, yeah. after having a DJing at the block weekend down in um, Minehead, the last block event. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we, we got invited to, to DJ at Glastonbury. So is, that, uh, our, our second, mean, yeah. Sorry, Steve, I just going to say, I, I mean, just because just uh, we're going to jump onto Glastonbury in a second, which is, you know, that's amazing to DJ at Glastonbury. That's just phenomenal. That's just ridiculous. But were, were you an experienced DJ before you started doing all this? Or was this like from zero that you, you achieved this? Yeah, from zero. Yeah. Um, and the, the thing, obviously, there's a novelty factor, you know, yeah. you know, so therefore, you know, you're off to a flying start. But um, what we decided to do, Carvis Tarabi and myself, who we yeah. co-presenter co on the radio show, we basically took our radio show to, to DJing. Yeah. And we, we tried, so it's it's hard to expl explain the style of music we play, but it's esoteric's the wrong word, um, alternative's the wrong word. It's just music that you, you may not necessarily know because it's yeah. sort of, it's, it's not, you know, it's unusual in some respects. Perhaps the time signatures are different or they're not that fashionable an artist. And we decided to see if we could DJ at, and actually get people to dance yeah. by playing stuff they'd never heard before. 
but not techno because obviously yeah. there's techno just the beat yeah but we tried to see if we could we could put together um enough music that that was what people would have a good time to yeah uh, even if they didn't even have never heard the track so that that's a tough call but what it, it what it did mean is we were just playing tracks like you would on the radio one after the other right we weren't beat matching okay. there was no attempt to try and make you know, it wasn't seamless music it was like you know we were more like selectors yeah uh, you know the old school dj of just you know playing a track then playing another one yeah but it was a challenge to try and get people to actually like and stay at, at, the, at our sort of you know set, yeah. knowing full well, the, the likelihood was they won't have heard of 90%, if not more, of the tracks we're going to play. And that's, yeah. you know, so that's tough. And, and so, so when that went to Glastonbury, then, did, you do, did you do it exactly the same way? That you thought, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play tracks here that people, it's going to challenge people really, isn't it? And it, I mean, it's a yeah. challenge for you guys trying to get people to dance to it, but it's a challenge for the people listening to it as well, because they're expected to hear stuff that they're used to hearing. Yeah, I mean, I think on that first that first uh, time at Glastonbury, I think the, perhaps we played two tracks that people might know. We played "Tomorrow right. Never Knows" from the Beatles. Yeah, one 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 sort of you know nod to their most psychedelic track, and we played I think "Tropical Hot Dog Nights" by Captain Beefheart. Right, uh, and then, but the other stuff that nobody would have ever heard of. But of course, as I say, yeah, there's, there's a novelty aspect. So when we got there, um, we were DJing on the Thursday, which is a day where there's no bands on. Yeah. Um, and um, people are milling around, you know, wondering what to do. And obviously, you know, oh, yeah, let's go and see him. Oh, yeah. yes. So we had, a, we had an absolutely packed tent of 500 people. Really? And there were loads of, there were loads of people trying to get out, uh, to, to, to get in. So we had yeah. perhaps twice as many people outside trying to get in because there wasn't that much going on on, on yeah. Thursday in Glastonbury. So... I think the people that were inside were trapped and fancied not <laughs> moving anyway. So we had a sort of bit of a trapped audience. Um, and obviously, you know, you get other people, you know, there's a few people dressed up with bow ties and cues yeah. and all shit like that. But uh, the, the, the end result was we had a bloody good time yeah. and, um, and it seemed like people enjoyed it. So whether they were dancing because they liked to or whether the person next to, next to them was jumping up and down and they had to jump up and down because of the friction, yeah. we'll never know. But as, as a, <laughs> but the, the whole, the, it, it made us realise that maybe we had something to offer that was yeah. different to, to anything else out there. Yeah. And we weren't DJing, um, we weren't DJing because we wanted to DJ. We were DJing yeah. because we liked the music. So that's, so that, and that's continued. And then once we DJed there, uh, the phone started ringing more and more. And yeah. now we've done, God, well, up until recently, we've done countless numbers of, and, and really enjoyed every one. They're a great experience. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. And because that, and, that Glastonbury experience as well, then moved you on to, to if I'm right, moved you on to forming the group, the Utopia Strong, didn't it? Well, yes, although that, that once again wasn't a plan, it wasn't sort of necessarily because of this, this happened. Yeah. Um, the, the, the whole Utopia Strong thing uh, is a direct result of me stumbling upon an instrument called the modular synthesizer. Yeah. Um, and then, then also being able to then play music along with Carvis Tarabi and Mike York, another friend yeah. of ours, uh, and then basically jamming together and the idea of that was so we could hang out and have a laugh yeah it wasn't it was with no there was no idea to make any music or have a band yeah uh, so the first time we ever dj uh, we ever jammed together um it was on the uh, 2nd of january 2018 i think that was right yes 
Um, we sat back that night after a few more beers and um, we listened to what we'd recorded because yeah. uh, we, we well, Mike, you recorded the stuff we jammed during yeah. the daytime. And we thought, actually, some of this sounds quite good. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, they were sort of quite long form, 20 minute, 30 minute pieces. And there yeah. was, but there were little sections that were like, wow, this, that's, we could make that into something. So we ended up making an album with no plan to make an album. We then, at the end of making this album, went, we can put this out. Yeah. We found a record label, Rocket Recordings. Rocket Recordings then shook our hand on the deal and said, we like it, we're going to put it out yeah. and take the risk on the fact that one of the people involved in the band has only ever played in Snooker Loopy, <laughs> right? which is a little bit of a li the, the liability. Okay. And then they then said, well, obviously, when you put the record out, when we put, when we put the record out, we want to promote it. You'll, you'll need to tour yeah. and you'll need to play live events. So I was like, oh, OK. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I had no choice but to then become a musician. And, uh, you know, and, and so now I've been on the stage playing. Uh, you know, I don't know how many, how many you know, COVID sort of messed it all up in a way. Well, but, yeah. Yeah, and, the, and the latest thing, it would have been if COVID hadn't hit and everything, this year, the one, oh, the year just gone, we would have been the support band for Steve Hillage. No way. That's on, amazing. On his tour. So, honestly, as I say, no plan. It just things happened as a result of one thing, you know, the consequences of one thing happening. So with the modular synthesis then, so were you, had you any experience in that before you started on that? Because again, you've gone straight into an album straight into live shows and straight into modular synthesis which is not easy no and uh but what what is good about modular synthesizer is even if you you barely know anything noises come out of it <laughs> True. well you need to know something right yeah but noises come out of it and then it's down to you to decide what noises are okay and what noises maybe get rid of yeah. Even if you don't really know the instrument fully, and even if you're not clever enough uh, to really understand every part of it, yeah. stuff still comes out. Yeah. Yeah. In the same way as you bash a piano, and every now and again you go, "Oh, they, those two notes sound good together. Oh, oh, let's record that." Even if you can't really play the piano. So. Yeah. So, um, so when when we first made uh, the first album, we, we, I think I, you know, looking back, I was I didn't, didn't really know much about it. Yeah. It was it was controlling me more than me controlling it, and I'm still not <laughs> sure. And and it is very much um, a learning curve that goes on forever with yeah. the modular synthesizer. It's it's not you have to. It's not really about dexterity. It's more yeah. about understanding and knowledge. And and I and I and I, I know. Yeah, I assume you know exactly what I'm talking about. But anybody that that's not, anybody that's not aware of it, a modular synthesizer. Um, it, it comes it can come in various forms but you don't need a keyboard so you don't have to be able to you can't you don't actually have to have any skill in in that learning skill of how many thousand hours you need to learn yeah you can just uh, with patch wires you you patch it in and that makes the sound so you, you don't need to have this you know musical background which i didn't have and you're often you're often running so yeah. there's a lot of people getting into it for that reason that 
you can make music even if you haven't had that musical interest and background in the first place. Where the massive challenge I felt, well, I mean, I don't use modular synthesis. I found it way too complex for me. I've, I've got a, a much far simpler setup. I'll show you after I finish the interview. But anyway, um, the, the, the thing I find with modular synthesis, and I've got a couple of friends who are big into it, is that they're saying that it's very difficult when you, so when you've recorded a piece, and I'm be interested to find out your experience with this. So you've recorded your piece and then you want to go and play that piece live. Repeating what you did is almost impossible. And that's well, the therein, lies, therein lies the beauty of it. Yeah. Um, that um, that when we play live as the band, we are improvising every time we go out. Yeah. So if anybody comes along to see the Utopia Strong Player live set, they're not going to be listening to anything from an album they previously previously bought. Yeah. And that's got plus and minuses. But the the great thing is that you you sort of for me anyway because I'm not a trained musician in that sense, yeah. I don't have to go through that, that learning curve of rehearsing something and then going and playing it on the stage. So it actually suits me in a way because mm -hmm. of that. And Carvis Tarabi and Mike York, they quite like being in the band and improvising because it's unlike anything else they do in their other jobs, in yeah. their other bands. So it, it sort of serves a purpose, but no, it's, you're totally right. It is nigh on impossible, even if you even if you know your modular synthesizer to the nth degree. Yeah, it is nigh on impossible to repeat. Uh, so the only way you could do it would be to record and cheat on stage. Yeah. And what's the point of that? You know, Absolutely. there's no point. And that's what I was kind of thinking because the, the song we're going to play shortly is Brain Surgeons Three, which is a beautiful amazing evolving piece of music it's just superb yeah and again if yeah. you're trying to play that live i guess it's Impossible. just going to be a completely different performance every single time yeah well the only other the only way would have been if we took the stems from it originally and, and yeah. cheated on stage but yeah, yeah what they say what is the point of that exactly you might as well just play a record yeah, yeah. exactly yeah what is the point so th there is part of me that thinks that perhaps more bands should other than the fact that the fans who come along want to see they want to listen to the tracks they know and sing yeah. along with them that's one of the one of the things that happens that when you go along to with like-minded people you go along to be a fan of the band and you want to sing along to all their favorite tracks yeah but what what i like and perhaps as i've got a bit more involved in it and understand it more i'd love i'd love bands that i like to do a section during the evening which is totally improvised yeah to see what came out because because that's a one-off and every now and again, something special happens. There may be crap as well, but yeah, those those special moments are worth. That's what you pay for the ticket, you know. Not Absolutely. not to hear for me anyway. Not to hear the hundredth rendition of a track you you've heard many times before and go, oh uh, yeah, that one I liked better than the last gig. Yeah, I think they played it better. They, yeah, that bloke messed yeah. up that note there. Yeah, are you what are you doing? You're just you're. It's a weird thing, isn't it? It's like going to see the mouse trap on the stage. Every, yeah. you know, you know, the, the 50th performance, somebody slightly acted differently and everybody went, oh, that was the best one they've ever done. Well, <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think improvise is something that I'm really getting more into, as long as it's not the crappy stuff. Yeah. You know, like I don't you know the stuff where it's just somebody somebody's got a drum kit and they never even hit it. They just hit the sides of it. And the and the guy, the blowers suck in like in the fast show, you know. It, yeah. Yeah. Things. <laughs> that you can you can that, that can go out the window but yeah. um yeah good improvisation something like um the the next the the the, the um the australian band called yeah. the next um yeah they go out and improvise 
you know, and they may have some sort of idea where they're going, but they improvise every night and you get good shows and bad shows, but at least you know you've got, you've got something that's organic. Well, exactly. And so when you're doing live performances as a band, then do you do you do it exactly that way that you kind of have a um, an idea of what's going to happen? You've got like a set piece for say, right, this is the song we're going to try and play or we're going to play and then we'll just see how it evolves. So you've got like a set list, but that set list is going to be completely evolving each time because the songs are just going to turn out completely different. Well, it, it's it's not even that. Um, right. it, it, honestly, it's really seat of the pants stuff. Um, some some of the the things we've done. What's happened is we've gone along to the um, for the sound check, and I've I've sort of like messed around with the sequencer and got yeah. a sequence of notes going as a as a sort of core just to start with on the day of the sound check. Yeah, and left it like that, and that's been the start of the show, and then. You know, I sort of liken it to I've I've got a, a certain amount of responsibilities to sort of have the rhythm and the beat. Yeah. That yeah, I, it, that could be pre-programmed to some degree, but it's more important. It's more fun to to not as long yeah. as you you're up to the job. So I'm sort of like in a way, if you if you made the analogy with a football a football analogy, I'm sort of like perhaps a centre half. Right. Uh, and then, or, or maybe midfield, either whatever. And then Carvis and Mike are sort of like two Lionel Messi's flying around all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, working off of that, you know. So that yeah, they've got in a way, yeah, it's quite you know, they are skillful musicians, so they're yeah. allowed to. But I just sort of keep it simple and you need something that that's grounded as well. But but even if we planned the first track, yeah. The trouble with modular synthesizer, it's very hard to have much more planned unless you cheat. Once again, we'll say yeah. cheating. You know, unless you've got things programmed into a, yeah. a, a beatboxy sort of thing, you know, something, you know, you could easily, you know, you, there's loads of, there's loads of things out there where everything could be planned. Yeah. So then once we've done the first one, even if you sort of, I, I pre sort of done some sequence, the next track is just seat of the pants stuff. It's hilarious. That, that's so, so exciting. That's one, that's, yeah. Well, yeah. But sometimes that's been our best stuff, you know? Yeah. And, and also, the, the thing is, with a modular synthesizer, even though you've probably got a lot of power under the bonnet, that if you were doing a solo performance, yeah. you, know, you would be able to produce some amazing stuff you know, and do all things, you know, drums, bass, yeah. melody, everything. When you're in a band uh, and there's three of you, less is more. You, know, you don't have to do so much, so it's quite nice, as long as you're listening to what the others are doing. So yeah. you know, this is all a learning curve, total learning curve for me, but... Yeah, it's very inspiring. And to think that sort of my secondary hobby, um, like my first hobby, snooker, became yeah. a profession. Stupid to think that my second second hobby, music, has ended up, I wouldn't say I'm earning fortunes. We're not, we're not earning fortunes from it at all. Yeah. But it, 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 you could have, you know, have, I've just gone, my internet's unstable. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a musician. I'm on Discogs. We're, I've got, a, I've got, a, I've got an entry on Discogs. Yeah. It's, what was it in the world? <laughs> And I'll tell you what's really nice as well is because uh, I've, I've bought your book. I've not read the whole thing yet. I've read some little tiny bits of it. Oh. Uh, but you've got a new book out, which is medical grade music. Um, I read some of the reviews of it. Barry Hearn wasn't very nice, was he? Was oh, I, I, no, no, that was uh, that, that was the best bit about it. That. <laughs> 
had a we had a glowing we had a glowing uh, review from Harry Sword uh, saying it was a really entertaining book, and then underneath there Barry said couldn't get past the intro. <laughs> yeah. But then he's, he he loves country and western uh, country and western music, so <laughs> that's why it's on there. It's but it, it works very well, you know. Yeah, it's my best. It's my best mate, you know. It's quite funny that, that that was on there. That was a great quote. That it really was. But it's a lovely book as well because it's um the, the little bits I've read and it's and I'm kind of picking this up from one of the reviews actually as well. It's kind of like sitting in the pub with you guys, just listening to how all this evolves. And it's such a warm, oh, I don't know. It's it's a very heartwarming piece to actually read. It wasn't what I was expecting. It's a really nice book. I was expecting it to be good, but I wasn't expecting the read it was. No, thank you. Well, thank you very much. I mean, uh, funnily enough, the book initially was going to be a little bit of um, a follow-up to the radio show to yeah. to basically, um, as it says in the in the in the prologue or whatever to, to the book um, introduction. Um, it was the idea originally was going to be fifty-two artists, yeah, that we, that we knew, but most people didn't, mm. and recommending an album for you to listen to yeah. as a way into that particular. Um, uh, artist and, and that happens quite a lot you know somebody says oh yeah you know uh, you know I've heard of Frank Zappa what's my way in yeah and that was going to be it no so the way in album is this and then we started to write it and realized we're not music writers we can't you know once we got how many times can you say wonderful and brilliant before <laughs> you, you know, you're you're boring yourself shit list <laughs> yeah so so the end result was we, we it stumbled a bit the book and we we thought we oh we we've bitten off more than we can chew here this this mm. is not going to be a fun book, but then we realised that actually um, there was another story to be told of, uh, effectively what we're talking about now yeah. how bizarre things have happened yeah. as a consequence of getting together and the accidents and timelines of life and and sliding doors moments yeah exactly and, and yeah so you know so forgive me but sort of what we're talking about some of these things that i've talked about tonight today today they're they're actually in the book because they're yeah. relevant to what's going on but um it seems such an unlikely thing um that happened that it felt like it was there was a story there yeah so so then we switched it around so that the story's unfolding and you're reading two blokes talking about their friendship and and what f yeah. a funny thing happened at a, you know a djing gig stuff but credible stuff and yeah. then along the way recommending music for people so it's quite nice uh, some somebody went i've been reading the book and playing music in the background of what that chapter was about so that's right. quite a nice thing to do it is, and I will thoroughly recommend it to everybody because it really is, as I say, quite a heartwarming book as well. It wasn't quite, so I wasn't, wasn't sure what to expect, but it was no. a really, really gentle, nice read. Yeah, really good. And even if you're not a big, massive music fan, I think you'd enjoy it anyway. It's a great book. Um, so we've got the song Brain Surgeons 3 coming up in a second, Steve, as well. Wow. Um, so uh, if anybody wants to come and see you live anywhere, is there anything planned? I know things are starting to come out now. So have you got any DJ sets? Have you got any live performances? What are you doing? Um, yeah, we have we have got a, a, a couple of things happening. Uh, we're starting to do a few more um, uh, sets. I think there's something in June happening in the London area. Right. Um, I, 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 I haven't really planned this. I've, I'm not. Uh, it, we we looks like we're going to have a tour in uh, a, a small tour with a band called Teeth of the Sea. Right. In November. That's sort yeah. of nailed on. 
And obviously everything's still a bit up in the air with social distancing in venues to, to know how many people you can get in. Exactly. But things are starting to happen again. Um, not too many DJing things, because I think a lot of the festivals are worried. Yeah, they don't really want to get too far down yeah. the line. I doubt, yeah. I, I doubt very much if they can get insurance on it cancelling as well. But yeah, true. Um, so, so it's slowly happening. Yeah. And it's sort of, you know, events starting to sort of um, open up. And as long as things don't go too drastic in any weird direction, things yeah. will start opening up. And so, yeah, we'd be doing more. But, um, yeah, we've got to get back in the saddle and, uh, and, and get the nerves again going on stage. Uh, I mean, the, the DJing, we used to get really nervous DJing, you know, but now that the band thing, that the, the DJing, that's, that's the easy bit, just sort of put yeah. a CD in and press play. But playing on stage live, oh, I can't tell you. It says, it says, it's worse. It's, wor it's worse than, than anything other than your first round at the World Championship of the Crucible, really? which is really... <laughs> That that was the worst. That was the worst feeling. The first match yeah. in an event, especially at the World Championship, was you were at your worst, you know, your most gibbering wreck. But every time going on a stage playing in the band, especially if you haven't got a clue what you're playing, <laughs> I, I can't tell. I don't even know why I agreed to do it, but it's happened. Well, you look you look cool, cool as a cucumber, no matter what you're doing, Steve. You always do. Nerves of steel. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, that's the that's the duck on the top of the water when the legs are all over the place, aren't they? Underneath the water. <laughs> Honestly, the first few times I've just felt like I wanted to run a million miles away when I was on stage. It's, it's I can't tell you, don't do it if you if you have done it. It's oh, it's terrible. I've done it, but it's much smaller actually, audiences than you, I think. Well, well, I don't know, but um, talking to Carvis and Mike, who mm. are you know are very experienced musicians who have played yeah. in front of thousands, even they say that. Um, uh, Going out and playing for them differently, you know, playing um, a, an improvised set, mm. they got nerves as well because it was a journey into the unknown for them. Yeah. So they couldn't just sit back on the fact they'd rehearsed something a million times and they knew how to play it and they could think about something else while yeah. they were playing. You know, that, that level of rehearsal intensive yeah. music. But so they were gibbering wrecks in the in the um, in the in the dressing room beforehand. So. I wasn't on my own, which was the only sort of saving grace that there were there were three of us who were just frightened to walk out on the stage. But then there is there is a beauty in forcing yourself to be out of your comfort zone. Well, exactly. And it's that nervous adrenaline that drives that creativity. And then all of a sudden you end up with an absolute gem that you weren't expecting to suddenly pop out. Yeah. And, and as a result of that, um, we uh, we've recorded most of the concerts of the gigs we've done yeah and we've actually put out a few albums of stuff that was not studio stuff yeah and we yeah, got one got one live album uh, that was recorded at Os the oslo uh, venue in um, in hackney right uh, it's one long piece of music that just was wonderful yeah and and you know magic happens every now and again and that particular night everything seemed to work so it's like a 30 minute 40 minute piece of music that we did without stopping that was totally improvised yeah other than my first sequence that had happened at the at the sound check and then we put that out as an album I and mean, that that was that was magic that was magic happening just right there so if anybody wants to go and find some of your music steve and buy some of your stuff is where's the best place to go because i found some on bandcamp well, but where else do we go to find it well bandcamp yeah i yeah. mean we, we we've got one album out on rocket recordings but they yeah. sell they're, they're, 
the, uh, the the vinyl sold out on Bandcamp. Yeah, they sell via Bandcamp, and obviously, yeah, you, know, you can go to record shops. But um, obviously, like you know, Discog still has a certain amount of stuff on it, but that's yeah. sort of re resellers really. And yeah. we're we're more or less in the final stages of getting our second album uh, mixed. Um, but then there's like vinyl, uh, vinyl's now up to six months waiting time. Right. It, uh, I, 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 there's a you know, from the moment you've you've made your album, it, it's another six months before you before you're you get in the queue effectively oh, really? of all the other people. There's a shortage, I believe of pressing plants for how right. much vinyl is currently needed. Well, it's, yeah, so, it's massively in demand again, vinyl, isn't it? It's yeah. like a big new thing again, which is brilliant. Yeah, so yeah, so we, we've got, you know, everything's on Bandcamp, on the, the yeah. Utopia Strong Bandcamp. Um, um, but we're not, there's only one album on Spotify because uh, the, our, our sort of private releases, we're not putting on Spotify because right. we're just not. Yeah. Uh, Steve Davis, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you uh, this evening. It really has. Really appreciate you spending the time with us. We're going to play um, Brain Surgeons yes. 3 now. Please do Thank search you. out Steve's stuff on Bandcamp. It's been a pleasure, Steve. really has. Thank you so much for doing it. And uh, hopefully we can do this again some point, some point in the future. Cheers, Steve.
Only human, human radio, radio. Well, that was Steve Davis. Uh, what a lovely interview. What a lovely man. Uh, and that was a song from the Utopia Strong, which is Brain Surgeons 3. Um, and if you want to listen to any of the stuff, it's on Bandcamp. So if you look up Utopia Strong on, on Bandcamp, you can find the whole album on there. But I picked that song in particular um, because it just, I just thought it was a, a really beautiful piece of music and, a, and an evolving piece of music. And it kind of resonated with what Steve was saying about the way that he tries to perform um, and that it likes to be more sort of experimental in the way that he performs. And it was, uh, we saw it in the interview, he says each time it's completely different and evolves and just kind of happens. And that song kind of felt like that. It just was a really, I don't know, emotive experience almost. How did you find it, Phil? Yeah, it's um, like you say, it's like a journey. And um, it's got the, um, it felt like got the roots of prog rock in there and, you know, early days of synthesis in there with the real band as well. And, uh, and, it, it was like um, a Gaelic sort of feel to it later on, like you're going on some sort of sort of um, journey across the mountains or something. It's it was fantastic. Mm. Um, it's interesting. You're quite perceptive. Yeah. Well, I knew you were anyway, but you are quite perceptive because he, he he didn't actually mention it. But when I was doing a little bit of research prior to interviewing Steve, prog rock was his big thing in school. So he got into prog rock late on in school, and that was his real ah. big thing, and and how he got into music. So it's interesting that you heard that actually sitting inside this song as well, because I didn't actually notice that so yeah. much. Because uh, Martin mentioned um, a band earlier in association with this. Gong. Yeah. 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 Well, that, it has mentioned, but the other, another band that um, uh, I've just started listening to, well, during lockdown, I thought, I'm going to fill some gaps, and uh, I've heard a little bit, Orzic Tentacles, which are... Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. mate. And actually, yeah. and some of some of the artwork I noticed is very sort of uh, proggy and Orzic tentacles type of um, artwork that, that they're doing, um, so which probably suits the type of music that Steve and uh, his, his his fellow musicians are doing. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, again, superb piece of music. Thank you very much indeed, Steve Davis, for doing that with us. Yeah, and uh, I mean, hopefully we'll have you back on the show again sometime in the future. If you get the chance to go and see Steve at some point, please do. Uh, and also please do have a look at his book because it is a great book and also by his album as well. Because, um, yeah, it's great to support anybody doing uh, doing some experimental music like that. So thanks again, Steve. Um, so we're moving out of that and we're going to move into our next song. We'll, we'll jump into this song and then we'll chat about it on the other side. Um, so this is, if I pronounce this correctly, uh, Sericulture. Yeah, fantastic.
Wow, that was well. I actually pronounced it wrong. I got it got it slightly incorrect as we were leading into that. That was Sericulture eighty. That was the bit I missed off at the end there, uh, which was Via Fantastica, and it was Fantastica. It was amazing. That was real chip tuny stuff there, wasn't it, Phil? Yeah, it was. And just linking back to what I said about life form and chrysalis yeah. and the Oriental and Sericulture, this is Sericulture 80 in the title, and maybe it's just my mind and the way it works. But Ooh. the EP that the Being Boiled um, track appeared Ooh. on, which was a track which mentioned Sericulture uh, by the Human yeah. League, mm. was on the Holiday 80 EP. It and was. this is Sericulture 80 in this track. Oh, so I yes. wanted to ah. just spooky link all the way around. Wow. I, I haven't thought about that. Yeah. yeah, reference to Human League. <laughs> and so one of my favourite EPs ever. Yeah. And Steve yeah, Davis. Totally. Did Steve Davis win a, a world championship in the 80s? He must have done a number of them. He I'm did. quite sure. Yeah. So we're we back into the 80s it's again. And he was, alive at, he, he was alive in 1980 as well. So that's that, they, absolutely yeah. true, Martin. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely uh, true. Also, but what I wanted to say to this, this also had a strange stuttering time signature. Yeah. Um, mm. Allah. Allah the Blooming Sealed Units. So I got up and I thought, right, sorry, this time I've got my headphones on with the Bluetooth. I'm getting up. I'm going to get down. <laughs> so I'm going to try and I'm trying to I'm going to try and dance this shit. <laughs> so I got up and I tell you, I found out that the best the best style is the old 80s robot popping and locking. <laughs> <laughs> try shuffling. Don't try it at home, kids. Doesn't work with this beat. Pop and lock every time. Give us another Super pop and lock there, Phil, would you? It's great radio. Go on. Look at that. Look at that's amazing. It looks like you're oh, in a fit. The arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but you were right about the interesting timings in there. That's exactly what I wrote down. Really interesting timings, yeah. the beats. And it was like, um, yeah. what's it called when you, oh, crikey, Andy's got this word. He always manages, manages to pop it out. Where you've got, a, instead of you running a four, you run a five. What's it called when you, yeah. you know, you're off beat all the time and then eventually well, it's, it's it, it time, sinks time back. Time signature. It's, it's, it's four. <clears throat> um, yeah. Uh, There's well, a name for it, it isn't I'm there? I can't sure. what it is. Yeah, yeah Marianne talks about it all the time. And I, yeah. I, I forget. <laughs> We're great at this, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but it was kind of doing that. But, so it's, but it's weird, isn't it? Because where you got, instead of doing a four beat, you do a five and then eventually it's, it, gets itself back in time again and then runs out of time again. And the That's whole right. thing just kind of goes, oh, oh, crikey, where are we? Um, Not but polyrhythmic. Yeah. No, no. Yes, what else? it is. Yeah, that's it. Poly- it is polyrhythmic. polyrhythmic. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's just it. just like Mike Oldfield's polyrhythmic and tubular bells. Oh, is it? I didn't, uh, yeah. know. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, it, well that, yeah. that had that feeling to me in there. And I don't know whether it actually was polyrhythmic, but that, that's what I was thinking about as I was listening to it. So and how did you find it, Martin? Well, as a, same same that Phil said, I... I, I, I didn't couldn't work out whether, whether it was um, what the meter was. Uh, sorry, what, what the um, uh, whether it was in a four four five four yeah. or yeah. It, it just said like a, a strange time signature. Um, maybe because it sounded like it was quite one of, one of those uh, notes was tripping a bit. Yeah, um, and, and again, I put the Human League reference. Yeah, but because I actually sounded a bit like uh, Travelog or reproduction something from the, that were yeah. in that album well that, yeah it was an amazing piece of music though so thank you very much for pushing that through how do we uh, again so i'm guessing bandcamp's probably the best place for this um yeah as via fantastica.bandcamp.com right 
There we go. Perfect. I knew you'd have the information to finger there. Uh, no, that's probably not the right phrase to use that. To hand would have been better, really. It just sounded a little bit yeah, sleazy yeah. that then, didn't it? We'll, yeah. we'll edit that bit out there. Yeah, sorry about that, Martin. <laughs> yeah, you've gone slightly queasy, haven't you? Right, here we go. So coming out of that, we've, uh, we're coming into something amazing. Uh, this, Well, it is amazing because it is the amazing Dr. Tentacles. Um, I tell you what, let's just go straight into this. We'll come out the other side and have a chat about it. So this is the amazing Dr. Dr. Tentacles Death Copter. The Amazing Dr. Tentacles. That was. The, the, I think this is, is this the second song we've had of The Amazing Dr. Tentacles? I think it is, isn't it? I think yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it is. And I there's love more the first to come. One. 
Oh, well, I hope so. And if it's anything like that again, um, I mean, again, it's hard to it's hard to write stuff around that and try to describe what you were listening to there sometimes. Because again, it was it was challenging, but in a fantastic way. And it was quite eerie and scary. And it felt like tentacles almost wrapping yeah. around you in an eerie way. I wouldn't want to listen to that on my own in bed. Um, <laughs> not with the wife. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> Maybe somebody uh, else's wife. Maybe, maybe, Martin. <laughs> I'll edit that bit out as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Phil, how did you find it? Well, I get 10 out of 10 for the best title. I, I love Death Copter. Yeah. I, I'm thinking of changing my band, band's name to Death Copter. You know, <laughs> instead of Swirler Burner, Death Copter, much better. Sort of linked as well, Swirler Burning, Death Copter. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I love the 808 uh, booming bass drum <clears> to <throat> start yeah. with. And there was a really interesting sound in it. And it reminded me of pulling your finger over the comb, over a comb, over the teeth uh, of a yeah. comb. <laughs> and made yeah. through distortion. Yeah. I wonder if he did that, folks. Somebody will know. Well, if the amazing Dr. Tentacles is listening right now, stick it in the chat thing for the side and just let us know yeah. if you did it. But it would be interesting to know whether that was any modular in there again. It's hard to know sometimes, isn't it? It really is. He, yeah. Again, I asked about the equipment. Um, yeah. Electron model cycles recorded on a Hoxay 2. Right. A, 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 with an Atari, a, Atari a, a Micro Freak uh, synth as well. That was so, it, was it? Oh, Basically, right. yeah, 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 it's amazing because we've had a few people creating stuff it. on the on the on the electron model cycles, which is a mm. um, it's, it's it's like the starter level of the electron stuff. It's still such an amazing piece of hardware. You can create so much with it. I'm just trying to remember who we had on the show who created something fantastic with the model cycles. Yeah. Oh well, I tell you who does it is mm. our friend Graham uh, from Modulate down yeah. in Bournemouth. Um, uh, he, he creates some amazing stuff on the model cycles and he's got some other big electron gear, but he has created yes. a little a couple of bits just on the model cycles because it's quite nice that you're restricted a little bit and you haven't got quite as much as you have on, on the other electron pieces of gear, but it's nice to have that restriction sometime. And there, folks, is your TT in 10. It is. 10 seconds. <laughs> it is. It is. We should probably explain why yeah, we yeah, haven't had a Titi I-10 this week as well, shouldn't we? Um, yeah. So unfortunately, we'd be, because we've got so much on this week, we didn't have time for the for the, for the Titi I-10. TTI I-10, that is uh, Tech in 10. For anybody who's not listened before, which what on earth we're going on about, we're about a Titi I-10. Uh, but yeah, we will have it uh, in the next show. And we've got a brilliant one coming up with, um, hopefully with our sword swinging robot, Matt Garnett, uh, was doing one, which is going to be really, really interesting. He's, he's found something which I've never heard of before to do to talk about. So it's going to be really interesting to find out actually what it is. I won't give it away yet. But anyway, that was the amazing Dr. Tentacles Death Copter. And we look forward to an awful lot more from that. Guess what, lads? Last song of the night. Last song um, of the night. Yep. Yeah, no way. I'm afraid so. Yep. Well, it is. Way. It is. Oh, what a stonker. Yeah. You've got what? to say that. But no, it really is. <laughs> it is. It is. You bookended beautifully here, yeah. Martin. Martin's well, I have to say that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> But it is a bell to Martin. We, I'll tell you what, let's let's jump into it. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll have a chat about it on the other side again and we'll do a quick recap yeah. and uh, talk about what we've well, listened to tonight. This is this is a first yeah. for the show. This is, uh, I think it's the first live piece of music uh, that we've had rather than recorded. So this is this is live, uh, totally live. Yes. So this is this is recorded live performed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. OK, perfect. OK, so this is Empire of Wolves. This is live at Only Human. Here we go.
Sealed by night, the shadows come and take you by surprise. Slash your throats one by one with bloodlust in our eyes. With hackles raised and shining bangs, I empires on the prowl. Watching over conquered lands with the strong ones now. With the strong ones now. And armies no match for my empire rules. Surrender get you nowhere. I don't intend to play by your rules. I save the spoils of warfare. When met with resistance, we counter with force. In numbers lies our strength. One day you
Well, that was our last song. What a song to finish with. Empire of Walls, live at Only Human. Martin, was that Marianne singing in there, your partner? Yes, it was, yeah. Sounded a bit yeah. like Marianne. She's good. She has got a good voice, yeah. hasn't she? Oh, yeah. She's got a good pair of lungs on her, that's for sure. She yeah. certainly... <laughs> I won't do the jokes. <laughs> yeah, she certainly has. <laughs> she certainly has. But that was a great piece of music. And it, did I, Phil, did you catch a little bit of an Eastern influence in there again? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, the, it's the sword swinging robot, isn't it? Yep. There's always sneaks a bit of a bit of Oriental stuff, uh, Eastern stuff in there. But what I noticed at the end, I thought was quite funny. If I remember, because I was at that show and I was very impressed. But I was, I remember, um, I was very impressed by the quality of the recording. By the way, it's up there with some of the studio yeah. recorded stuff. It's fantastic. But I, I remember there was there's a few people getting a bit leery and a bit drunk at that stage at the front, and I noticed that. Um, he whacked up the uh, resonance mm. at the end oh, really? with a bit of sample and old, and yeah. people were going away from the front. <laughs> <laughs> it was deafening. It, it, but, but he learned them for getting out of control. Well, I thought they were just dancing. So we should probably explain who's actually involved in this in this piece then, shouldn't we? So there's there's Matt Garnet, sword swinging robot. There's Marianne yep. Holland uh, in there. Who else? So is it is it just a pair of them, or is anybody else involved in this one? Well, it's it's a cover. It's, it's right. a cover by a group yeah. called Viola, Viola Electrodes, right. which is um, and Matt. Um, I chat with Matt today, and he, he said, uh, "said I found this performance of Empire Wolves on their channel. Immediately thought about asking Marianne to collaborate." The Viola Electrodes are basically are a group for, uh, a duo from Brighton. Yeah, and they have supported the likes of John Fox, OMD, oh, right. and the okay. radio and the Radiophonic Workshop. Wow! Okay. So really, yeah. yeah. So that, that's, a, that, that's a good CV. Yeah, yeah. it's not a bad one, is it? I just wanted, mm. No, no. I just wanted to say, Marianne's singing was fantastic. Yeah. All, there wasn't a note out of place. It was incredible, yeah, really. Yeah. yeah, it was not the best environment to stay in tune either in that little stage and everything. So it was fantastic. She's exactly. annoyingly good that way. If you're recording yeah. the vocals, you don't. I don't need to do anything with Melodyne or anything like that. Very rarely her vocals uh, drift at all. Yeah, and as you say, that's not easy in a live environment mm. either to no. actually get it that good. So, yeah, that was an amazing piece of music again. Um, do you know what, lads? I've really enjoyed that tonight. It's been mm. good fun. I'm going to do a very... It's been, it has been, it's been proper boss, that has. Um, I'm going to do a quick rundown <laughs> of what we've listened to tonight, um, and then we'll do some good, big goodbyes. Well, we started off with Looping Star Doors, um, which was a great piece of music. Then we had Johnny Diamond, our good friend Johnny Diamond, with uh, Eastern Groove. That was a great piece of music, wasn't it? Um, do like everything that Johnny does, and we'll have a little bit more of that coming mm-hmm. up soon as well. Uh, we then followed on with Marble Effect Sealed Units. Um, was that modular gear used in that? I'm not quite sure. It could have been. Um, hard to tell on some of these. Then we moved on to Lifeform Chrysalis, our good friend and Dominic Lightfoot, beautiful production on that piece there. Uh, a really excellent piece of music. And uh, then we moved, moved on to Martin's Monster. Uh, it was Peter Duggle, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, disconnected. That was an awesome, literally awesome piece of music. And again, quite privileged mm. to have that piece of music on there. And hopefully we'll have Peter on there to do an interview at some point or other as well, which would be fantastic. Um, then we moved on to our interview with the wonderful Steve Davis. What a nice man he was. Uh, and we played uh, the song from the Utopia Strong Brain Surgeons 3. So many thanks again for doing that for us, Steve. It really is greatly appreciated. Uh, we then moved on to Sericulture 80, where we had Via Fantastica, which was Fantastica, a nice piece of chip tune, mm. very interesting timings on the beats there uh, and all the rest of it. And then we moved on to what is can only be described as the amazing Dr. Tentacles, Death Copter. What was the next song going to be called, Martin? Did you say that we're going to be playing for Dr. Oh, Tentacles? 
werewolf scum. Can't wait for that. Can't wait for a bit of werewolf scum. We all love a bit of werewolf scum, don't we? Uh, and then we moved on to Empire of Wolves live at Only Human. What a lineup that's yeah. been. It's been an interstellar performance of performers. It's the only way to describe it. Breathtaking. Absolutely. Exactly that. Phil, is there anything you want to add at the end there? It's, it's almost hard to know what to say. No, it's just a, a great mix of music, wasn't it, as usual? Mm. And, uh, you know, as always, the artist is king on this Absolutely. show. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a little, that's a good point, And we should just add that in there as well. So obviously, <laughs> if anybody wants to have some music on here, please do just send it across in an email. So send it to onlyhuman at, sorry, onlyhumanradio at gmail.com. Martin, do your special line. Uh, can you repeat that again, please, Jules? Thanks. Uh, it's onlyhumanradio at gmail.com. <laughs> Send it through. We will play it. And again, thank you so much for everybody who's created some music for tonight. We do appreciate and... how much time and effort goes into making this music. Uh, and nobody gets paid for doing this stuff. It's just done for fun. So thank you very much to everybody. Sorry, Martin. A lot, a lot of that. A lot of that has actually come obviously via our, our you know, we, we put, a, we put a, a message out to people and they've responded, which is yeah. great. They keep it coming, guys. Absolutely, yeah. And again, we, we thoroughly listen yeah. love listening to it. We've got a great rack of music mm. all uh, lined up for the next shows as well that people have sent through. Uh, and it's all about the community, all about the people, and all about trying to enjoy some unusual music that perhaps we have not listened to before. Gents, it's been a pleasure, mm. as always. Martin, do you want to start off with your big goodbye? Uh... <laughs> it's better than last week's. Phil? Goodbye! I remain. <laughs> <laughs> see you we'll see you next time thanks very much for tuning in bye bye Thank you.